Sip, Create, Repeat, a podcast providing marketing strategies you can consume over a cup of coffee. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about the marketing of gaming. Specifically, we're going to dive into Twitch just a little bit. So uh, before before we get too far into what Twitch is uh, and why it's so incredibly uh, powerful as a platform, I think... One of the big things to remember is a lot of people this year have been very bored and they have not been able to leave their houses. And so they've taken up playing old instruments like they used to. I bought a ukulele this year during quarantine. Uh, Some people remembered that they liked to paint when they were in middle school and turns out they're not that great of a painter now. Uh, But also one of the big things that people are doing is they started to play video games again. Uh, I know I played some more. I'm not too big of a gamer, mostly because I'm terrible at it. But um, I started playing a lot more. Me and my wife were playing a little bit. Uh, But I also know, Pat, you started playing a lot more and you started to really get into it. And of course, as you know, we're entrepreneurs and we run this marketing agency, we always are looking at things kind of with a marketing eye and and what it is doing to the masses, right? So why don't you talk to us and tell people what is Twitch and, you know, why is, why is it something we should pay attention to? Yeah, you know, I think it, from a social platform standpoint, you know, it's not one of the monsters out there. It's not a Facebook. It's not an Instagram. But what it <clears throat> lacks in, like, size, I think it makes up for in the quality of the audiences and how they're hyper-engaged. I mean, the, the people are tuning in and watching people like every day and they're getting thousands and thousands of viewers um, and they're engaging with their audience, right? Like if you have the ability to, you know, you're, you post an Instagram post, right? And you're hoping you get a handful of comments or some comments on it. Imagine if you posted something and you had the ability to have like real time conversation, answer questions from the people that are interacting with that content. You know, that's what these people are doing on Twitch. They're, they're streaming, they're watching, getting questions from the people that their audience, and they're able to interact with them, which is actually building a very, very strong, uh, hyper-engaged audience for these people. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, Pat touched on, it might not be the, the biggest social platform that exists. Uh, right now, Twitch has right around 15 million uh, daily active users. So it certainly is, uh, that's a huge number, uh, but it's not in the grand scheme of very public and open uh, platforms. But like you said, it's so niche down. So just to give you a few stats about Twitch itself, uh, 73% of users are age 16 to 34, which is really no surprise there, uh, with 65% of those users being male. So, uh, yo, if you sell Mountain Dew or Doritos, Twitch is your platform. Uh, Twitch users are watching an average of 95 minutes of content every single day. Think about that, hour and a half. Like, they're in there, they're consuming content, and honestly, Pat got me hooked on watching a feed one day recently. He sent me a feed. He goes, just check this out. Take a look. And I'm, I'm like, ah, it's, it's a distraction. I don't want to do it. And of course I did it. And then I just had it up on my screen. And the next thing I know, like my work day is ending and I've had this Twitch stream up the entire day. So uh, it is addicting. It's fascinating. I was one of those like video game players that prefer to watch my cousin play video games versus me playing because I was terrible at it. So uh, I'm, I'm a Twitch uh, consumer, not so much a creator. 
Uh, and then one more stat is that YouTube, YouTube consumers, um, YouTube users, I should say, consume about 3.25 billion hours of content per month. Uh, so if you break that down even further and you look at the amount of Twitch users on there, they're generating about 20% of that 3.25 billion hours of content. That comes in around 725 million hours of content that come from Twitch users alone. So uh, they're really, you know, Pat, can you talk a little bit about how you take maybe your Twitch content and you break that out into other pieces for other platforms? Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing is, you know, these, these people are using their streams, um, whether they're playing their, you know, whatever game they're choosing their audience to watch, they've then cut those into clips that they can repurpose to Instagram, to TikTok, to, uh, you know, gameplay videos on YouTube. And because that audience is super engaged, they're going and liking those posts and watching those videos. So you're, you're building even more, um, you know, engagement on multiple platforms just by, you know, uh, repurposing different clips and cool things here and there uh, that your audience likes. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is, that is a, a tactic that we take as a marketing agency, right? Like we take these podcasts and we roll them into your favorite podcasting stream, but then we're, we're repurposing them. We're putting them on Instagram as carousels or writing blog posts about them. So this one piece of content that we create is, is going out to all these different audiences that, that consume content differently. And I think that's really important to remember uh, whenever you're making content is so many people are so worried about, okay, I got to make content for YouTube and then I got to completely change gears and I got to make content for TikTok and then I got to change gears and make content for Instagram. Uh, don't hesitate to recycle some of that content and just cut it up and use it on some of those different platforms. So uh, that's a really good point. Um, and, and one other thing, again, anytime I see new-ish platforms rise up, right? Like Twitch or TikTok, I look at it from a marketing perspective and I start to think like, what can, you know, my clients or my future clients do with this platform that would really help them? So uh, Alicia, I know you have a friend who works for a nonprofit and they're using Twitch to do fundraising. So could you talk a little bit about what they're doing and maybe just some of the numbers that they've seen from one of their, their more recent uh, fundraising efforts? I would be more than happy to because as a past nonprofit professional fundraiser, <laughs> this has completely blown my mind wide open. Um, probably not shocking that I'm not a gamer necessarily in terms of the quarantine uh, activities. I went into the baking you know, uh, realm and made pretzels at home, banana oh, okay. bread. Yeah. But um, I loved when my, my dear friend Amanda, who works for the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, started telling me about the new and interesting ways that they were finding to connect with their constituents and funders. And Twitch has actually been one of their biggest platforms in terms of fundraising for a while. And with everything that's happened in 2020, it's only continued to skyrocket. So one of their most recent campaigns happening this fall was called the PBTF Game On. And they teamed up with Twitch um, users and streamers set a goal of $50,000 for a campaign that lasted about a week. So we were looking for September 25th to October 3rd and hoping to raise $50,000 in that time with their um, Twitch partners 
um, had a couple different folks um, had their stream set up. So you could see a bunch of different games going on, different, different things happening. So you weren't just locked and loaded to one uh, gamer, right? So within 48 hours, and this is amazing, they raised over $41,000. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, they're practically at their goal, and I'm, um, you know, I, I'm sure they knocked that out of the park and even further, which is not only just outstanding in itself in general nonprofit fundraising times, this is unprecedented in what is the year of 2020? Um, I, I've, that's, a, that's a 2020 bingo buzzword right there. Yeah, right? It's, <laughs> it's been, I've been so excited to see their success and it's and talk about repurposing content, right? So even during that week, they shared um, their, their gamer partner's feed. So like on Facebook, you could see what was happening. So you didn't necessarily even have to be on Twitch because of the other social media sharing components that were available. So despite the fact that I'm not a Twitch user, I have no, I didn't even know this thing existed until they <laughs> told me about it and how much money they were raising on it. Um, I'm able to jump on my Facebook feed and be like, oh, this guy's playing this really cool game that I have no idea existed and <laughs> probably will never play. But knowing that it helps to fund such vital work, this, this organization just is continually funding research to cure the deadliest childhood cancers out there, plus equip families with information, emotional support, plus financial assistance as they need. It's, it's really, really inspiring to say like, hey, you know, these, these online platforms and these social media feeds of sort are actually still doing some good in the world, despite how much maybe sometimes it doesn't always feel like it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's something... Oh, that is crazy to think about. So within 48 hours, they raised $41,000 on a $50,000 goal. So going back to the stat that I had mentioned earlier, that 73% of the users are age 16 to 34, and they're mostly male. So again, like, don't underestimate the younger demographic. We talked about this when we, when we talked TikTok and how that has such a massive foundation of young people. I've seen so many fundraising efforts on TikTok that have gone crazy. So if you're a, a nonprofit, especially, or maybe even a small business, depending on how you frame it, you could take to Twitch and set up something similar and you could see amazing efforts from it. So I know everyone wants to just kind of paint with, you know, a picture of a gamer being someone who's just like scraggly faced in like their mom's basement, you know, Mountain Dew and Doritos and like not coming out for like seven days. But that's not, that's not the case. And these people want to help. And, and maybe these are people that were going to smaller fundraising events throughout the year, but now they can't because either those aren't happening or they don't feel comfortable doing it. So now they're taking those efforts that they were making already and they're pairing it with something that they love. And that, that is a powerful combination on how you really can be effective in something like a fundraising effort uh, like they did. And I love that idea, even just um, on, you know, the grandiose scale of events this year, we yeah. can't hold events as we traditionally have for years. So virtual platforms are more important than ever because ultimately we're all still humans. We're very, we're species based on connection and figuring out, figuring out how to communicate with one another. And so, especially when it's over shared you know, like-minded interests. I, I'm not shocked to hear that this uh, this platform, that Twitch has become such a phenom in, in this time. Yeah, and almost also, I think when you're in that platform and you're in that stream, um, 
you almost feel more obligated to donate, right? If you see donations coming in and you see people in the stream talking about it, then there's a social proof. Again, buzzword, go back to the previous, one of the previous, you know, podcast episodes. There's the social proof and it kind of tugs at you until you go, you know what? I've got 20 bucks. I've got 50 bucks. It doesn't, they don't have to be big efforts, but Again, if you have 15 million daily users and they're really engaged, then 20 bucks or 50 bucks could be massive if the, the majority of them actually start to contribute to whatever your fundraiser is. Yeah, in my old nonprofit days, we used to say every dollar counts, but yeah. <laughs> hey, if they're double or triple or quadruple digits, we'll take them too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so real quick before we close, Pat, uh, you know, I know if there's one thing I do know about Twitch is that there's some celebrity gamers that are really popular. Uh, who are, give us a couple of the top celebrity gamers that exist uh, on the platform. You know, I think <clears throat> you're really seeing like more and more people come out and do it, right? Like from actors to athletes, you know, you got people like Carl Anthony Towns and Gordon Hayward, Kyle Long, um, Max Holloway from the UFC, and then actors like Jerry Ferreira uh, or even T-Pain. I know T-Pain had it, uh, he made his Twitch debut and it was a, clip that was blowing up all over the internet because he wrapped his intro and people were uh, <laughs> loving it. So, you know, I think you're seeing more and more people dive in again. It, it comes back to 2020 being a time when we can't go out and do the things we're usually doing. So you have some more free time and a lot of people are diving in and dipping their toes into becoming streamers. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think I saw a commercial the other day that said like call of duty has something like 73 million downloads or a hundred million. I don't remember. The number was through the roof. I like, I literally stopped me in my tracks when I heard the commercial on, on TV. And, and I know so many people that play it and the systems that they're building for these things are really intense and amazing. And, and so, yeah, if you're listening and you've never seen the Twitch platform or never kind of gone down that path because you don't feel that it's a platform that you would find any success in from maybe a, a you know, nonprofit or small business marketing perspective. Uh, I would advise that you would just take a look and you never know. I'm sure, I'm sure that the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, when they first looked at it, did not think that this platform was gonna be like their crazy massive fundraising platform. And here they are almost hitting their $50,000 goal in 48 hours because of that platform. So if you have a, a, you know, maybe a nephew or a cousin who's younger, uh, I bet you they've heard of Twitch and I bet you they're, they're streaming in some capacity on Twitch. I know my nephew is, uh, you know, he's all over it, consuming content, consuming YouTube videos. So, uh, you know, don't be afraid to also talk to them about stuff like that, right? And, and you could find a common connection with, uh, with maybe your, your other family members in that way. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for more episodes just like this. Like this episode? Be sure to rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more from us? Follow at Duo Cleveland on social media today.